This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, we're going to look at something tonight. And, you know, the Bible says that... We need to give the more energy to the things we have heard, lest we allow them to sleep. Right? That is Hebrews chapter 2. If you start from verse 1, Hebrews 2, 1, the Bible says that. So, many times, in the body of Christ, we do not need new revelation. We just need fresh commitments to the old things that we have learned. Hallelujah. And this is very important. That scripture is powerful. We need, so let's read, let, let, maybe we should start from there. We need to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard, less at any time. Hebrews 2, 1, we allow them to sleep. It says, if the word spoken by angel was steadfast, and those who disobey receive a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation where the Lord started speaking and was confirmed to those who heard him, and God backing them up with signs and wonders, diverse miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. Are you there? Alright, Hebrews 2.1 Therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard lest at any time we should let them sleep. Amen. Amen. And you know many times people like to debate and argue over what is not necessary. Sometimes theologians create more problems in the body of Christ than solving problems. So the Bible says because they have an argument go back to verse 1 on the last part of verse 1 so they say, we need to give energy to the things that we have heard. Lest at any time we should let them sleep. And I heard the Bible say, I give one that. No, in the original manuscript, what the Bible says is that we should not sleep away from them. Well, the question is whether we let them sleep. Or we sleep away from them. The most important thing is that hold on to what you have learned. Is that right? Yes, now, whether you... Walk away from your phone. Or your phone walked away from you. The point is you are not with your phone right now. Is that right? Whether the wife walked away from the husband. Or the husband walked away from the wife. He is a single man now. So it's not about who walked away. It's about what is left. Is that right? So whether we allow them to sleep. <laughs> or we sleep away from them. In any case, they are not with you again. The most important thing, that's what I'm saying, that Bible is saying that, don't let what you have learned slip from you. And what I do want to point out is that, every spiritual lesson you will learn, that's what the Bible said, I carry your cross daily. Whatever you learn, whatever you have learned in God's word, if you do not practice regularly, it will slip away from you. A champion of faith today might not be tomorrow. Our work with God is not a one-time thing, it's a daily thing. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we follow him every day. The Old Testament or the law, the Old Covenant, religion, by definition, is where God was yesterday. You understand? So Jesus said, and I said it on Sunday, Man shall not live by bread, Lord, but by every word that proceeds. Not every word that proceeded. It's something that is going on constantly. Are you following me? So, if you, no wonder when they were getting manna in the wilderness, they were told, do not leave it overnight. And those who left it overnight saw worms coming out of it. If you leave manna overnight, worms will come out of it. Now, the word of God is a kind of manna. You cannot live by what God said yesterday. You live by what God is saying. Are you following me? The spirit of God is always moving. The first act he performed in the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said that darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved. And he has not moved. That's how they call him move of the spirits. So if a man was with God yesterday and is not with God today, there's no guarantee that he will know what God is doing. He is always doing something. He said, behold, I do new things. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So that made Paul to give this warning that many times when we come to church, Peter wrote and he said that I wrote to remind you 
When Jude, whoever wrote the book of Jude, Jude, just one chapter, says that, let, let's look at Jude 1, of the common salvation. I say, I wrote to remind you. There's something about, so, because I want to share something tonight. Some of the things we think we believe at times, you don't believe it. Whatever you claim to believe that is not producing results in your life, you don't exactly believe it. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by, the, by God the Father, and preserved in Christ, in Jesus Christ, and called, verse 2, mercy be to you and peace and love be multiplied, verse 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write to you of the common salvation, it was needful. Can you imagine? He said, I was so diligent about it, but I wasn't working hard to write something new to you. What I wrote to you is what you call common salvation. Now, hear me very well. I've heard this one, Pastor Bojumenis, and it is true. Masters are not those who know new skills. Masters are those who are well grounded in the old skills. Are you following me? When you say somebody is the best footballer, it does not mean he knows some new tricks. He understands the rudiments of the game beyond other people. And that goes for everything. If you see world champion in boxing, he does not know anything new necessarily. He understands the nitty-gritty of boxing more than other boxers. So we don't fail at something new. We fail, or people fail, when they do not master something, old things, or the common things. Are you with me? This is why, can I tell you something? If a message has blessed you before, you've heard me preach before, you've heard someone else pray before, and it blessed you, and you only listen to it one time, you are doing yourself great injustice. How many of you have done that? You have a tape, a CD of any message, whoever preached the message, that blessed you, but then you just kept it in your you, you, you've not heard the message. Actually, Papa Egi says something like, oh, it's a message about seven times. You have not heard the message. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you following me? This is very important. When you know it, the Bible says, when thou, shalt, when thou hast found it, there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off. When you lay your hand on a certain truth, it begins to work in your life. Praise the Lord. Okay, so... Let's look at one of such things today which fits into what we've been discussing. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm going to start from verse 24. Ephesians 4, 24. And you put on the new man after God that is created in righteousness and in true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. We are going to come to this in a while. Next verse. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your rods. Now, look at your neighbor. Say, it's okay to be angry. But don't sin. When you are angry. And I've told a lot of, quite a number of young couples here. When people just get married. And I've always given them this exhortation. That what you need to know. All women. If, if marriage does not change you. You will break the marriage. There is nothing like that. It's just who I am in marriage. If you are who you are, after getting married, one of you will not have a good time. There are adjustments to be made. And the, the most fundamental, when it comes to women, you must adjust to using your mouth to talk instead of using your mood to talk. Women believe that men have discerning of spirits to know when they are not happy. And when you ask them, fine. Well, a good man also must know how to pet them until they talk. Command that what they want is that attention. That if you love me, you are going to sit down and know something is wrong and try to get me to talk. But why must you walk us before you say what is wrong with you? <laughs> Men think. You just think they should know some things automatically. It's not enough to tell your wife that she's the most important thing. So that's not what she wants to hear. It's okay to hear that, but you must show it in every decision you make by putting out first. And you must be willing to do that. So some men, the next thing you're going to do, you'll tell your friends before telling your wife. Some men might not take that. You have to tell her first and obtain permission from heaven through her. Then you can go ahead. Then she's happy. She has conquered the world. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Now, you, you, you are laughing. It can be a serious matter. What I've just said now. If you don't understand, it's always important to even ask your wife from time to time if she's happy with you or not. That she's doing everything at home, cooking, and does not mean she's happy. She might not be happy. She's just working in the house. So every now and then, learn to ask. Even though she's laughing, are you happy? <laughs> just prepare as a man that your ego must go and to get married, first of all, understand the differences between a man and a woman. There are plenty of them. They plan ahead. You don't. It's not. It's not. I remember when I first got my. I'll be telling my dad. I say I want to travel. So I'm going to UK. So I'm going to America. I'm going to go, and the next will remind you that you know we are going to pay house rent in two months. And that used to get me angry. That sorry. What does that have to do with me traveling? To us, rent is in three months. To them, rent is tomorrow. Actually, if you let your wife plan you and plan your life, your life will be better. That's why she's there. And many times you are married to somebody that is different from you. And the reason why the person is different is to help you face the defects of your life. It's very difficult for a lot of men to accept that. The Bible says, neither give place to the devil. This is where I'm going. What does this mean? It means Satan can only occupy where you give him to occupy. Is that right? I want to touch on some very important things tonight. Listen, how exactly, that should be the next question. When I study the Bible, I ask questions. How then do I give place to the devil? So it's up to me. The devil does not have any unusual power to exert his influence over my life until I give him permission. Because the Bible should be believed more than any other water. But the Bible says, neither give place. That means I occupy a territory and it's up to me to give place or not to give place. The Bible is talking to you from the standpoint of a victorious person. When Paul saw it, he said, don't submit your liberty or don't get into slavery again for Christ has set you free. So he said, neither give place to the devil. Now, how do we give place to the devil? And one of that, that's what I want to talk this is the height of spiritual warfare that I want to share with you briefly tonight. And he who can master this. I started talking about a story on Sunday, then I stopped. For some reason, I didn't get to what I really wanted to say. Or somebody that was taken to heaven. This is the interesting thing. When the guy was coming back through the very dark cloud where you have demons, of course, because Jesus ordered him to come, they couldn't touch him. And when he was coming back through that very dark cloud, Everywhere, see, when a lot of people can claim to say that I've seen them, so we, after seeing them, when they come back to the yard, they scare everybody. But a gen, if somebody had been there, this man is, is quite popular man in America. Everywhere, he will be reading everything from the book all that Jesus told him. And you will see 10,000 people giving their lives to Christ. Some people have never entered church before. We hear him talk about that one is a credible testimony. Because you judge everything by their fruit, you shall know them. So if somebody says, I've seen heaven, now all he's saying is to say that all the Jews they went to hell. Those are visions sent by the devil to destroy, to, to divide the body of Christ. And thank God, last week, W.E. spoke and he said that disregard anybody who says he went to hell and saw this pastor, this pastor. That was what Pastor Kumi said. Pastor Kumi said that last week. That's silly thing. And people just believe. You know, the other day somebody said that, you know, he went to and then he saw people in the animation that he saw Pastor Kumi's body. You remember that? And he made a book. And he said that the, our face, that, the angel said that Pastor Kumi was wearing trousers. I said, ah, I feel sorry for that angel. That angel must be an illiterate one because I was very close to Pastor Kumi, but she did not even believe when she grew up in IBC, West of Ibadan. She never wore trousers once. I sat down in her house with her for over six hours. She had prayed for me for two, two, two times as a young boy in my father's year school. When I was handing over as president of Joy Christian Fellowship University of Ibadan, it was her and Panapasipo that came to do my handing over. She does. I said, so the angel is now, oh, what a mistake. I mean, and you know what? Eventually, he first said that it was Obadari that said so. A pastor went to Obadari in America. Baba said he didn't say anything like that. Pastor Taiwo followed the story and he found out. The guy was not even a Christian. They were printing the old book around Songo, close to Kinnasla. And Christians were buying. How oh, so once people don't know the word, they will buy anything. Because where there's, the word of God is what produces light. When light is not in you, you'll be afraid. So you want to know how rapture will look like. All that matters is what will be given in the Bible. You know the interesting thing? Jesus said to this man that gave his testimony that even 
if you share that, your testimony, there are Christians who will not believe you. They are still my children and they are coming in. Because people will say that they don't want anything outside the word of God. And Jesus respects that. He's not angry. And you get what I'm saying. All you need to know is in the word of God. There are many things that God can tell us. Many things. What happened before Adam was created? Adam was not the first creation. Now if we start that now, debate will start. But Adam was not the first creation. So when you hear of them seeing dinosaurs and, uh, and all those things inside a uh, uh, dragon, inside, uh, they call them fossil, inside a rock, it is true. There was pre-Adamic world. And that was where Lucifer was occupying the same place Adam was occupying the garden, in the pre-Adamic world. And that was all created. But that's like Satan will never love man. But that's not our debate talk for today. So some people are looking at me, say more. What does pre-Adamic world offer you? <laughs> Amen. I was thinking when somebody was asking me, okay, before Jesus came, our great, 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 great grandfather were worshiping idols in the village. Where, so where are they now? Why you see your grandpa? You will ask him. That's what the pastor says. So, what are your grandpa? How does that help your faith? Jesus was walking and somebody said, What shall this man do? And Jesus said, It is none of your business. He said, If it is my will that he remains like, what is that to you? I have said to you, Follow me. That means, if you see God, if you see an angel, all the questions you think you are going to ask, they will, they will evaporate out of your brain. When you have a divine encounter, you can only ask a question that is coming from your spirit, not from your mind. As at that time, your mind can't carry the weight of the presence. So you cannot. As those who have seen many times before, I am telling you categorically, many people cannot even stand divine presence. Some people tell when they see God, just ask, asking him questions. Eh, so, eh, is it wrong to wear your <laughs> Verse 27, go back there. Again, neither give place to the devil. How is this done? Let's go back to verse 25. You know, the Bible, it wasn't written in chapters and verses. They made it so for, for it to be very easy for us to read. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your heart. Now, verse 28. Let him that stole steal no more, but let him rather walk in with his hand, that, that we may supply things that, that are good. Verse 29. Let no corrupt communication. When the Bible tells you what to do, the Bible always tells you how to do it also. If I hear give name, no place to the devil, how do I do this? I want to tell you something tonight. When you hear of spiritual warfare, the most powerful side of spiritual warfare is not that we are fasting and praying and attacking evil spirits. I want to show you when that guy was coming down, and I believe that as he was coming down, Jesus said he would let him hear the conversation among those demons. And he said two demons were talking. And they were protesting. And one of them said to the other, he was talking about Satan. He said, it's not that powerful. The only power he has over mortal men is the one they give to him. That was what the guy heard. And Jesus stood at the end of the turn and told the guy that every kingdom divided against him shall not stand. He said, the judgment of the devil is set. His kingdom cannot stand. They are divided. A demon was saying that they observe operations of the devil on earth. And they said that, look, the only power he has is the one people give him over themselves. And how does this happen? It is by your words. The most spiritual people on earth are those whose words line up with the Bible at all times. Oh, so days ago, I saw this. I've been applying this to myself and I'm growing in it. But I never applied it to Nigeria. And the Lord told me that, have you heard? They say prayer, prayer, prayer for Nigeria day and night and nothing is changing. When we finish praying, what do we say about our country? And what does the Bible say? By the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. But we had the upright in Nigeria, blessing Nigeria is finished. Corruption, this country is corruption. Now for this country, all of us, as soon as we finish fasting and praying for Nigeria, next minute we are speaking evil and talking about consequently, the power of God cannot move over the nation. The same people will intercede for the nation and three hours after that they are speaking evil of the nation and government is bad. Everybody is corrupt. You just cancel the prayer. What you move in the spirit by fasting and prayer, you can cancel one sentence. You know, honestly, I'm learning more. I started learning this from someone like it more. I discover God takes... Oh, what is in Matthew 12, 37? From 35 to 37, what's it? Let's read. We, we need to pay attention to stops like this. Words are not just for communication. Words are spiritual. 
let no corrupt. Now, a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bring forth, Pastor, this time precisely. For, let's read together, everybody. One, two, go. Verse 36. You know that I was listening to a message and the man defined I do what? I said, wow. Any word you say that does not have any intention attached to it. Now, the Bible says, be imitators of God as his beloved children. And what is it about God? In Isaiah 55, the Bible said that God said, So shall it be the word that has gone forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I have said, shall prosper what I have sent it to do. If Christians don't stop speaking idle words, you cannot walk in spiritual authority as you should. That's why, give no place to the devil. Started with, he started talking about let him that stole still no more. Then he started talking about your communication. That let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. In other words, the way we give place to the devil is to let a corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Now, the definition of corrupt communication, it is not speaking uh, slangs or everything. It's not limited to that. A corrupt communication is a combination of a mortal man that is void of the spiritual energy of the scripture. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes. Praise the Lord. When the angel appeared to Daniel in Daniel chapter 9, chapter 10, verse 12. Daniel 10, 12. Look at what the angel said to Daniel. He said, I have come because of your words. What attracts, so that, that leaves, there is, Jesus warned about against idol because there is no middle ground in this regard. What I'm sharing with you is so important that it's like the case of planting something and wheat. The only ground that wheat will not occupy is where the right thing is planted. Wheat grows by itself. It does not need the support of anybody. Now, any word that does not edify, that does not bless, a force into I do what, and it will be used by Satan. Hallelujah. He said, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst say thy heart to understand and to chasten yourself, thy words were heard. What's the last word here? Let's read together. Can you imagine? So there are things that I say, they draw angels. And there are things that I say, they draw demons. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. And if your words go this other way, and you are praying against the spirit that you have invited by your words, I mean, and this is what is going on every now and then. This guy said that Daniel, Daniel was not born again, but we are. That tells me, every time a Christian prays, it goes to heaven straight away. But if you say something, this is why Paul saw it and he said, be slow to speak. It's a warning. Be slow. Look, what I'm teaching you. Hey, it will set the only reason why there will be an ancestral cause in the family. It's because somebody in that family has said that there is a cause in this family. Because the cause of the cause shall not come. Are you getting what I'm saying? Somebody, whatever is moving in the realm of the spirit, if there is no mouth to establish it or not, it is never established. That's why even the word of God is a two-edged sword. Once it is spoken in heaven, it must be spoken on earth. I get what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. And this is serious. That means the most disciplined people on earth when it comes to what they should be Christians. He said, lie not one to another. If you are telling lies, you can never operate in faith. Because something is going to trip you off. And that is Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that whatever he says will come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. Now, the problem with that is this. The Bible didn't say you shall have what God says. You shall have whatever you say. But if you know that there are some lies in your word, you can never be consistent with your word spiritually. Consequently, you, are rob, you rob yourself of the spiritual authority you walk in. That was why Paul gave, as he wanted to, when he was dead, he was saying that, give no place to death. He first gave a warning. That before I tell you not to give no place to the devil, this is how to do it. Let, he said, tell the truth one with another. The moment you lie, 
you begin to tell lies. You cannot have confidence in your own words again. And unfortunately for you, what the Bible says that you shall have whatever you say. And if you don't have confidence in your word, you cannot believe that your word will come to pass. Are you with me? Yes, Praise the Lord. Is somebody getting me? Yes, that means begin to train yourself. Never, never start killing every idle word and every word that you don't mean. Don't say, I will see you tomorrow because you just want to deposit to leave you alone. You know, we all do all these things. I'll call you later. But you have no plan. See, this is the most powerful spiritual warfare all of you listening to me will enter into that I'm telling you right now. Because this is difficult to do. But if you break it, power will be flowing from your mouth. Thou shalt bind and it will be bound straight away. Because this is what God is waiting for. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are are you following me? This is very important. But men and brethren, you will have to, because I'm going to get everybody to pray one prayer. Thank you. That you are going to ask God that you should set a guard over your mouth. This is not a child's play thing at all. Oh, how many times people pray. And then they say, go back and say, I just don't understand what is going on in my life. The demon comes back straight away. The Bible has shown us, if the angel said to Daniel, I have come because of your words, then your words also can draw demons. So no matter who prays for you, as soon as they finish praying, and on your way home, say, see, I, I, the way things happen, I just don't know how things happen with me. You just authorize that demon to come back by your words. So Jesus said, by your words you are justified. So as to whether a man is justified or condemned, it doesn't even come from God. It comes from what is coming from the man's mouth. Ooh. If that is the case, I would rather not talk again. <laughs> Somebody said, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> because the word around us is so dirty that it is very easy to say something three things are important I'm sharing one of them with you the second one is walking in love and the third one is keeping a pure spirit those are three important things but this is what we are dealing with today hallelujah praise the Lord except you pray that's what I'm getting us to do if you try to do what I'm saying now you'll be frustrated you are going to say that it's not that before you think about it, you have said something. One person is going to annoy you on the road. Say, this is how Nigerians. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, just look at the way people like Apostle Paul. Well, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus said, destroy this temple and I will build it in three days. He said, the Son of Man. Study the words of Jesus. I love, I love the Bible where they have the words of Jesus he read. Check how the master spoke. He never, he said the prince of this world cometh and he found nothing in me. I never said anything that the prince of this world can work with. That's what Jesus said. He said the comment, the prince of this world cometh. He found nothing. The guy searched me out nothing. He couldn't get anything to sit upon in my life. Can you and I say the same thing? That the prince of this world cometh. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It begins with what we feed our mind with. Because out of the abundance of the earth, the mouth speaketh. But what we are guilty of most is that we are too, too many idle words proceed out of our mouth. Begin to train yourself intentionally to say only what you mean to say. Hallelujah. As you walk in, the best way to start is that just make up your mind to reduce drastically the number of words you speak. It's not a crime. You don't have to speak. Hallelujah. Another thing that will help is to always pray. Even when you are walking around, you'll be praying in tongues. Keep in mind the fact that whatever must come out of my mouth must edify somebody. And if it's not going to edify somebody, I am not saying it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a <laughs> revelation 19. Is someone with me tonight? Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. When James saw it, he said, with one mouth we bless the Father. With the same mouth we curse man. And he said, this cannot be. That curse doesn't mean you are saying that you know it shall not be where we know. Anything you say that depicts a man in a way that the Bible doesn't support is a cost word. And James started saying that. Where did to, it's that all the apostles discovered at, at different times. James just found out that I can't be blessing God and be cursing men. It's, and he, he, he went for the same men created in God's image. So I cannot be blessing God and be denting other Christians and saying things. So once I get it wrong in my words, it will do something to my worship. It will contaminate it. Honestly speaking, all spiritual exercises, every spiritual exercise is so powerful. The reason why they don't yield to us is that they are mixed up with things. And once you mix the word of God with anything, the word of God will lose its power. 
Jesus said that because of your tradition, you have made the word of God of non-effect. So some things can happen to the word and the word will become non-effect. Are you, are you following me? It will lose its effectiveness because something has been added to it. Worship from the mouth, from a pure heart. Worship from the mouth of a faith believer should cause demons to flee. If that is not happening, then check the Bible. It must have caused men in God's image while worshiping. And James said that that is unacceptable. Hallelujah. Jesus saw it and he said that, you see, when you are bringing a gift to the temple and there's an issue between you and somebody, go and resolve that issue first before you bring your gift. Otherwise, so let's start with how many Christians are praying with, how many people come to church. And on their way to church, they've talked about two or three other people in the church. And when they enter church, they lift up their hands and worship and the pastor says, let us pray that there will be a miracle before tomorrow and they pray. And on their way home, they come talking about that person. See that usher with flat head at the back of her head. And they are talking on their way home. And they've just prayed. Did they have learned that angels record everything we say at home or anywhere? Did they realize that my thoughts are always being recorded? Ah, Lord, except to help. Everything I'm thinking. Wow. How many times do we smile yet you're angry inside? That if that person should hear what you are saying, and you smile, how are you? <laughs> you know, now I begin to understand why Fedicacy Price, he practiced this so much that if he came to your house and you offered him food and the food wasn't sweet, he would say it. So one day he was sitting in the church, don't look at me, I say, bad man. Because I went to some members and they cook food and they say, oh, you know, Pastor, hope it's nice. Everybody naturally, God will make you say that, oh, nice food, but not case the price. The man said, you know, <laughs> he's 82, 84 now. If he comes to visit you and, you cook, and your food is not nice, he will tell you, he said, we said, I'm like, you can do better and know that they're not very nice. And this one will be like, oh, 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 don't say that. So, the only man that will tell you, if, if a woman is trouble, like, Pastor, Obama, I'm looking good. If you are not, he will tell you, you are not looking good. You know, he, he, he's been a pastor for about 60 years now. Initially, in California, everybody misunderstood it. But now they've learned that it's not that this man is bad. He has just made up his mind to speak the truth. But you know, my bees don't like the truth. Revelation 19. After these things, I heard the voice of much people in the heaven saying, Hallelujah. Salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord our God. Go to 12. And I saw heaven open. Oh, go back to that. And behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he doth judge and make war. And his eyes were as a flame of fire. And his head were many crowns. And he had the name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with a vessel deep in blood. And his name is called what? I will take you through the Bible one day. Jesus, they don't call Jesus, Jesus in heaven. You will hardly, if you find any at all, of a place in Revelation where it's called Jesus in heaven. His name in heaven is the word of God or the Lamb of God. The word of God or the Lamb of God. So the Bible says his name is the word of God. Next verse. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horse, clothed in finding them, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth forth a sharp sword, that with it he shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with the rod of iron. Now go to the last verse. That's 20, yeah. Go start from 20. Thank you. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles, which he deceived the people, they were thrown to the lake of fire. Verse 21. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horses, which proceed out of his mouth. Okay. Now, go to verse 19. And I saw the beings and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat upon the throne and against his army. This will happen at the battle of Armageddon. But you see, this is also happening right now. When you say the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, like the Bible said that it shall come like a thief in the night. There are two types of coming. When you are expecting an answer, when you are expecting a visitation, when you are expecting God to do something in your life, when it comes, it's the coming of the Lord. So there is the coming that is rapture, but there is also coming every now and then. And the interesting thing is that all the comings of the Lord, they have the same characteristics. So when you pray also and answers will come, answers will always come not the way you expect it. Is that right? Yes. So, and not the time you expect it. 
So it's the same thing. Now, the same way rapture, because the Lord doesn't change. So the same way it comes for you every now and then, it's the same way it will come on the rapture day. So at the battle of Armageddon, this battle will take place. Jesus Christ will be on the horse, and all the saints will follow him. Oh, reserve your anger till that day against the devil. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the Bible says, the armies of heaven followed him wearing white. And that white is actually the righteousness of the saints, provided by Jesus Christ. But then, this battle is going on right now, and this is what we call spiritual warfare. But what I want to call your attention to is that there is a weapon will be given. The guy said, and I love this part of the vision, he said, one of the days, one of the times that he was talking with Christ, he said, Jesus drew a circle and some beings appeared. There are different types of angels. Some of them are not meant for, for, for the heart. And he says, I see Jesus gave them a strategy that something was about to happen in one city and they should go. And Jesus opened his eyes to see where they were going to and they got, they got that city and he said he saw a host of demons. They gathered together to attack. And he told the angels would bring up a very powerful weapon. But they were just speaking the word of God. And he said the demons were falling. Because the greatest weapon is the word of God and it is spotted in the mouth of a saint. Hallelujah. So, before the battle of Armageddon, for every battle going on on earth right now, we've been given to say, I started this teaching the way I started, so that I'm removing from us things that will weaken the weapon in our mouth. And that is fear, that is I do what, and not working in love, pure spirit. But when those things are taken care of, you still need to speak the word, and the word will bring down force of darkness. They will come down. So, spiritual warfare is not acrobatics by fasting, it's not climbing the highest tree. They do it in America. They said they wanted to deal with forces of that forces in the air. So they rented jet and went into the air. It happened that Papa Egi was angry and he asked them a question. When did Jesus go into the air to talk to them? He stood on that and he addressed them. It is why you don't know your authority. That you think that when you climb the highest mountain, you are closer to heaven. Demons have no respect for that one. You can be under the basement. Authority is authority. Whether the president of a nation says it from his seat in the office, he says it inside the plane, or he says it inside the toilet, it will be carried out if it's true presidents. Hallelujah. A president says, go and destroy somebody, or go and lock up that place. So you mean, soldiers will say that, okay, because he said it, when he said it, he was hitting. So we will not do it. We will only do it when he wears his military uniform, and he says, go and do this. Then that is not a president. Whether a president is sleeping and he says, kill him, they will do it straight away. His words are lost. Are you following what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So the Bible says that when Jesus appeared, the beasts attempted to fight him. And they are fighting the church right now. Fighting Christians. Fighting people. But the Bible says that he destroyed them with the sword in his mouth. He captured the beast and the first prophet threw them into the lake of fire. And the rest he slew them with the sword in his mouth. What is the sword in his mouth? It's the word of God. That's what his name is called also. Oh, <laughs> Well, I don't know for that for real or not, but a woman, a Chinese woman, who got born again said that Jesus allowed her to see the battle of Armageddon. That he saw when the nations of the earth gathered against the Lord Jesus Christ and they were about to fire at him. He just began to speak and they were all dying. What? The most powerful spiritual force. But your word will be as powerful as you take it to be. So the time has come. That is why I usually warn people when you are married. Also, in your, when you are angry, don't say what you don't want to say. Don't, don't, don't look for what to say that will damage the person very well. Sometimes you want the other person to know how angry you are. So you start saying things. The bad thing is that when you stop fighting, those words don't die. You can begin to crack the foundation of your marriage by what to say. I don't like what you are doing. Stop there. You don't need to say some things. So that the person can feel the weight. It is not necessary. Are you, are you with me? Praise the Lord. I will never... Let Satan again use the words of my mouth to hurt people that I love. I've done it before. We've all done. You have said things, causing people, friends, people working with you in church, and different. You have hurt people, but not you. Satan used your words, used you to say things to hurt people. They went back home depressed because of something that came from you, and the adversary used you. Make up your mind. Not a single sentence in your mouth again till Jesus comes will be used by the devil. So you two will say like the master, the prince of this world comment and he finds nothing. Nothing. Nothing in me. This is the most powerful spiritual warfare. The Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. 
the word was with God in the beginning. By him all things were made. Without him was nothing made. Without him was nothing made. Without him was nothing made that was made. Without him was nothing made that was made. Nothing is established if my word is not attached to this. If they say that she is barren, it is when she repeats what they have said that the word is established. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, doctor, thank you, no problem. But say it from your heart. I am not. You don't need to shout and be real. Doctor is not, it's not, it's not doctor, it's the first one praying coming. So don't hear the doctor again. No, just say it in your heart. I am not. I am not. I get you out of this office. No, I am not. Hallelujah. When the voice tells you, know, I, I, I started on Sunday by saying that you respond to thoughts with words. When any thought crosses your mind that is wrong, respond with words. That is not me. If you think about the future and there is fear, speak out. My future is guaranteed. There is no problem. Something about your husband. No, not my husband. That will not happen to my husband. That will not happen to my wife. That will not happen to my children. That will not happen in this house. Speak out. Are you following me? One of the reasons why we do not understand, we, we have forgotten that not all miracles that Jesus performed happened immediately. When he spoke to the fig tree also, the tree dried, but they saw it 24 hours after that. Are you following me? Yes, I will never forget Pastor Chris or Yakilome's uh, testimony. The second daughter was born crippled. And they took her to different hospitals. The daughter confirmed that she would never walk. And he said that it's to himself and his wife. Oh, several days. They will be walking around the baby praying in tongues. And it was, you will walk. He said he will be counseling somebody in the office and the picture of the girl on crutches several times. He said the devil stood before them with that picture. You that go about healing everybody, they will see your daughter on crutches. And he will say, no, not my daughter. But he maintained, he said, no way. Why people were talking one day, one minute, just saw her walking around. Everybody saw it together. Now the girl is about getting married, walking. No way. Those moments he was healing others. They were getting up immediately. Boy, so that they never got up immediately. But he said, it makes no difference. Immediately or no immediately, our faith works. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. At the conference I attended, Bishop Butler said that there was a growth here. He didn't want, he was, he didn't want to go to so they won't call it like And he started coming out of his armpit. Serious one. But he just kept speaking. And praising God and speaking. And after about two weeks, he was taking shower one day. And he just couldn't find the thing again. It disappeared. I didn't even know. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you will speak consistently about that family and hold on to your confession, the reason why we are told to hold on is that things will look around and want you to change what you are saying. Otherwise, we wouldn't be told to hold on. They'll just say it. But the Bible says, when you finish saying it, hold on, hold on. You will see many things, but keep saying that this is it. Hold on. Hold on to that confession. Hold on to that word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, otherwise it will lead to frustration. I will tell you this story and we close. You know. When, when we started, when this church started, remember coming from UI where uh, the fellowship we had was, we were the most flamboyant fellowship on campus. So coming to Lagos, when I was the pastor, we were having two services. Coming to Lagos, they thought it would be like that. But we started from Triangle Under Bridge. We did not even have drum. Not even this one you be with two hands. A small room of about that can sit about 30 people and were 11. And then we became six. And then we became four. And they became, one day I came to church and I was the only one. <laughs> and I did praise. And I started preaching. And as the service was about to a pastor, Shadi walked in and sat at the back. Now when we were in school, Pastor Shadi was a Muslim. She came in and she sat at the back. And she gave her life to Christ final year. And we're not exactly very close. So she was walking. I, ah, I said to God that a first man came today. And only the pastor. <laughs> Why did she go away with Nali? She will meet some other brethren. It's just me. I said to myself that I'm too sure this girl will never come back to this church again. But today, she's one of the pastors. Some of the brethren came. They were ashamed of us. Everybody's calling me Pisho and UI. Pisho, that's according for Pastor Shola. Pisho, they thought that Pisho hitting Lagos would be massive. So they came and they saw where two or three are gathered. <laughs> they sat at the back. After service, they never came back. So many people. 
So many people. And I remember then, I began to pray and fast. Monday till 7 p.m. every day. At times of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'll be fasting. Those seven days, I will pray. I will pray my heart out. There were days I wouldn't even go out until when it was time. Because all of us were bachelors, we're not cooking, so we'll go and look for food, buy food, they want it, or something by seven. So I wouldn't come out until 7 p.m. Just pray. And by Saturday, I'll be too sure that with the way I prayed these seven days, ah, 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 if God not be bad person, safe, ah, people should, I know just that God should be, and God should know that I am moved. So, so I will expect the service to be filled up, and I will get there would have reduced by two. Ah, it was painful. I made that mistake two times, but the Lord corrected me. When he started me to preach, I just did an exhortation for them. I said, all of you, get, get away from my face. That is all, you know, but the Lord told me, instead of fasting and prayer, remember, we pray. I'm not saying we are, we are fasting and that will let, let you know that we actually believe in fast. I fast every week. I mean, every Christian ought to fast at least once in a week or twice. But I'm just saying that the Lord started showing me that if you make up your mind that when you come to the church and you see just two people, even if they are two old women, and you love them with your whole heart and share with them and want my best for them and pray from your heart for them, then I will bless what you are doing. Then I got the formula. Whatever I do up till now, it has not left me. If only four of you were here tonight, I would have preached the same way I'm preaching right now. I think you know that. You should have noticed that. Have you seen my words fluctuating? Any Sunday, so I made up my mind. So from that day, with joy, you draw water out of the well of salvation. If because things are not moving the way you are, that's why in your moment of believing God for something and you are not seeing manifestation, if you lose your joy, you are making a big mistake. The devil can't keep down anybody who rejoices always. It's impossible to keep the person down. Are you expecting God, fruit of the womb? You are expecting a job, you are expecting whatever. If while you are waiting, you are rejoicing always, it will come. There is no devil that can hold it back. So the Lord taught me that. And I realized. I'm talking about holding on to your confession. Then I realized that. He said, don't let what you see. Let your confession wait. It goes up. It comes down. It goes up. It comes down. No. Stop that. Don't feel very excited when you see 20 people. And then you feel sad when you see 10 people. Let your joy be in me. Yeah, go evangelism, do whatever you want to do, but rejoice always. Hold on to your confession. Don't look around. If you follow what I've just said now, financially, your way, there was a period for a long time I maintained this word, even though I wasn't seeing any increase. When the devil saw that I wasn't going to adjust anything in me, increase came. I know what I don't, it, I'm, I mean, I'm not, something is happening recently. If I take money from my account to buy something, it's almost that within six hours, either that same amount or more will be given by somebody, and at times I don't even know the person. It still happened two days ago. If I give my ATM that I'm going to buy something, let's say I buy something for 60000 before the end of that day, someone else will give me sixty-five, seventy, or 80000 That has happened times without number. Out of, in the last 50 transactions I've made, 50, I do not think that I'm not sure, but by my calculation, over 35 out of that 50, as soon as I purchase something, somebody, almost instantly, somebody else. So, for a while, the amount I've had in my account has stayed like that, regardless of what I've been buying and people have been giving money to. And believe me sincerely, I give a lot of money to people. I do. I set a quota every month, I break it by myself. Because somebody will always come up with superior need and they just be like, I just have to do this again. I just have to do this again. Oh, I just have to do this again. So that, that's the way it is. Are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. It, it, that, things are, they make me know how broke a lot of people are in the country right now. And it, it makes us want to bless God more and pray for the country. Because the rate that we people bombard. Some of them, you know, people have never seen. If at the point, it was almost making me to be careful of contacting old friends. We, the more we do that, it will stretch you a little, the more you get blessed. The more it's not that it becomes impossible for you to be poor. He who remembers the poor anytime you, are, you prosper, you are making it almost impossible for yourself to be poor. If you make up your mind that something goes to you from you, goes from you to the less privileged every now and then, 
it begins to become impossible. You can get to a point in your life where it becomes impossible again for you to be broke. That's the truth. Hallelujah. The word is in my mouth. The word of God. Lift up your hand. Say in the name of Jesus. I make a commitment today. I will speak nothing but the word of God. Now say, Father, in Jesus' name, help me not to say anything that contradicts your word. Set a guard over my mouth that nothing proceeds out, out of my mouth to affect negatively what you are doing in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Just pray in tongues a little. Everybody, just pray in the spirits. Oh Lord, guide my mouth. Let me not transgress again. I just realized tonight, I'm sure that's the heart of many. The promotion you prayed for. The expansion you have prayed for. The increase you have prayed for. But you have said things to affect it. You pray to see transformation in somebody's life. But you are still describing the person as this way or that way. And that's the issue. But I receive grace tonight. I will say things as you see them, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We bless your name, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In the name of Jesus. All of you, you go forth from here walking in his blessing. Amen. Walking in spiritual authority. Amen. Walking in higher grace. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, I see the anointing operating in some people's life more than ever before. Amen. And the reason is because we have decided to master words. Because we are going to function in the power of the aid to come. In the name of Jesus. At your words, demons will tremble. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, we thank you. Why am I seeing supplies, supplies, supplies? Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Somebody has been praying to be able to hear the voice of God. The Spirit is training you. Now you are hearing Him. You will know when He's speaking to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Touring Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.